Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Power Your Life Radio Show with host and success doc Joanne White. Author, speaker, certified coach, and energy master, Doc White gets to the heart of what matters most. She features guests and experts to help you consciously create more success, health, and wellness in every area of your life, work, and relationships. They'll share their success stories, wisdom, and know-how to help you shine more light onto your day and into your life. Power your life right now. Here's Joanne White. everyone and thanks for joining us on Power Your Life and I'm Dr. Joanne White and it's always a pleasure to be here. And many people throughout the world and all, and wherever you are may be experiencing challenges, especially children because that's our focus today. And oftentimes when children have diseases or medical issues, their families and themselves are are constantly involved in hospitals and treatment, and a lot of that gets not only overwhelming, but it's like, where's the fresh air? Where's something else that we could focus on that we could pay attention to to, that can offset some of the challenges and, and the difficulties that they go through? often on a daily basis. And so today we're going to present something very different. There's an organization called Designing for Hope that really is doing some wonderful things. And Designing for Hope gives sick children and their siblings a distraction and an escape from hospitals, treatments, and from their disease. Designing for Hope interviews children, and with room makeovers, they take their rooms from dreams to reality, creating peace, ease, and healing. One of the main people with Designing for Help, Hope excuse me, is Amy Fielder-Dooley, who has taken Designing for Hope to the next level in room design, fundraising, and networking. She builds deeper relationships with the families and also the volunteers. Amy's extensive background in fundraising and event planning has also helped to spread the word about Designing for Hope. She's involved in all aspects of the room designs, planning, shopping, implementing business functions, as well as communications. And Lori Felt, you'll find out about her in a minute, believes that everyone has a purpose Creating art and fashion design is hers. She leverages her skills as a formally trained artist and designer to develop custom design goods and original artwork for socially conscious retailers and nonprofits, such as Designing for Hope. Lori believes that her art can be a vehicle to pay it forward by generating awareness and funding for three causes that have touched her life personally, children with cancer, breast cancer research, as well as autism. Hence, Amy, hence Lori's excuse me, fashion apparel design business was launched, and through collaboration with nonprofits, Lori believes that they can truly make a difference and make the world a better place. And that's what... Designing for Hope is doing to help make the world, make a world through the room of these children a better place for them so that they can heal and feel good. So welcome, Amy and Lori. How are you? Good. Thank, Thank you, you very Dr. much. Wait. Yes, um, we're honored to be here. Thank you. 
My pleasure. And, you know, let's talk a little bit more about what Designing for Hope does and is. So, Amy, why don't you start because you've been with Designing for Hope for some time and are really part of the whole process. Um, yes, um, you did a pretty good job describing what we do. Um, we've been around since November of 2011. We are a 501c3, and we do exactly what you shared. We um, reach out to um, these local families who have sick children, not just cancer, but any childhood disease, and we then go in and interview these children for their dream rooms. So we don't talk to the parents, we talk to the children, which is so important. And anything that comes out of their little creativity in their minds, we put on paper and then we bring it to reality. We've done everything from Jurassic Dinosaur um, rooms to 100 Acre Woods to Mario Brothers game um, where the room gives the essence that we're squashing toads and receiving coins. Um, we've done an Elsa room with Frozen Magic, a Drama Llama room, which I have to say was one of my favorites, um, Lego, Disney princesses, man caves, and even danced with some fairies. Um, it's pretty amazing, and their visions just blow my mind. So let me ask you this, because you said you, you interview the children, and, and you get a lot of their ideas and their dreams and their visions from the children. How do the parents feel about that? Because, again, your focus is the kids. Are they in agreement? Do they ever say, well, we don't want, really want this? What's their response? Um, well, before we start, they're sent an application, and the parents have to sign off that we're allowed to go in and make these dreams happen. So they know that it's pretty much up to the children's ideas. And so they're, we're good from the start. So the children aren't disappointed, and everybody's in agreement before we go in. And then we go in, and they're usually all ready, and they're so cute. They have their little list made out, and they're all ready and have um, design colors, like you name it, um, visions, like we've done 3D dinosaurs coming out of the wall, space, um, you know, satellites, and we even had an astronaut just come out of the wall for an anti-gravity zone. Whatever they come up with, we create. We have lots of volunteers. 10 board members, core team members that all chip in and they make this magic happen. You know, I love some of the uh, these ideas. If you do, have you ever taken pictures of the rooms that you've created? We actually have a few um photographers who work with us exclusively and we take rooms um pictures of the rooms and we also take pictures of the steps of the rooms when we create them. Um Well, I'm asking so we, about the I'm asking about the pictures for the rooms because if you send me a couple, I'll be able to sh to showcase them if that's if you if we have permission to be able to sure, show absolutely our listeners, but people exactly what we're talking about because I think oftentimes the picture just can really show and 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 exhibit the beauty and what you're doing that that's so very important. I have another question. How did sure. designing how did designing for hope begin? I mean, what was that process like and who was involved in it and and how did it take shape? Um our amazing founder Laurie um McHale um came up with the idea. She and her husband and her daughter actually used to watch a show um, where people would go in and design rooms, and I guess it became a franchise, and they started out that way, but you were only allowed to keep a certain part of the proceeds that you earned, 
So that wasn't going to work for us because we had lots of dreams to fulfill with a small budget. So they created their own 501c3 called Designing for Hope, um, again, in November 2011. We do all our fundraising in-house. We pretty much fundraise for each event. We have a few um, larger events during the year. We're in our eighth birthday this year. Um, and so they created that and stemmed from the few team members that started, and we branched out over the eight years to the team that we have now. You know, it's it's beautiful and it's very exciting. And, I, you know, what kind of feedback do you get from the parents and especially from the children after, you know, they're putting their their dreams on paper, you're talking with them, the parents sign off, and then and then you guys do your magic. And afterwards, what's the response that you get from, from everyone? The response is so heartwarming. Um, it's really hard to describe. We even take videos. There's a big reveal at the end. So each child gets to open their door and see the magic that they've created out of their head. Um, so we video that. We usually let the sick child go first. And then we go to each room. We've done as many as seven children's rooms. Each sibling, which is so important, gets their own room. Um, so we don't forget the siblings because the siblings go through so much through this process and watching their siblings sick and the parents usually in the hospital. So we give them their own magical space to escape in as well. So the response is just overwhelming and just makes your heart explode with joy. You know, I love that you guys are including also the siblings because, firstly, they don't want to be jealous of the, of their sister or brother that 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 is sick, but also has this fantastic room, and so they're and they're also, like you said, Amy, a part of the whole experience, and they're going through the challenges that they the, that everybody is facing as a family too, and so I love the idea that. Everybody, all the all the siblings, everybody gets a room so that they can all share and experience the magic together. That that's totally Thank wonderful. you. That was Laurie's creative genius, and um, I myself am the mom of a a daughter who has an incurable disease. So that draw me to it because um, so many siblings just sit from behind and watch, and they don't know how to handle these situations. So we really stand out. Um, and are so different from so many charities that are amazing in, in themselves. But the fact that we include the whole family is just so amazing and helps them so much. The feedback from the families is just um, undescribable in words. Um, it's just amazing. That's beautiful. So, Lori Felt, you have a background in art and design and been doing all this stuff. And, and how did you get involved with Designing for Hope? Well, Designing for Hope, um, I have a friend named Lisa. And Lisa worked for the Make-A-Wish Foundation. And she worked with this little girl named Brielle. And I said, I, I reached out to Lisa and I said, I really want to do something with kids I think kids with cancer or even just sick kids. And she said, Lori, I just lost Brielle. It's been devastating. I can't do the Make-A-Wish Foundation anymore. And I also can't be involved with this process. However, there was this absolutely amazing organization, nonprofit, Designing for Hope. You might want to reach out to them because I think your art would marriage perfectly with what they're doing. And that's how I you know, came to be involved with them. 
Wonderful. So what have you done with them, and how long have you been involved with, with Designing for Hope? I have been working with them um, on, on, on level one, which is like they would call and they would say, okay, Lori, we're going to do a mermaid room. And since I design mermaids, I have an affiliate <laughs> society six, and I plug in my designs for pillows and or pillowcases or comforters, and they get a room. And so that works out perfectly. I, I haven't been involved with them that long, but I know that my journey with them is just beginning. And we've now partnered with um, the Mermaid Store in California, and he just put his second store up uh, last week in Laguna Beach. And 35% of flip-flops that I have now designed exclusively with a campaign going on for Designing for Hope is going to go for Designing for Hope. So there's a lot to be done. We're just starting. I'm scratching the surface with Designing for Hope. But when I met them in a restaurant a long time ago, I said, guys, you guys have such big hearts and such amazing amazing, amazing nonprofit that I just felt really good about and it gave me passion. I said, we're going to do big things together. So we're just starting for Designing for Hope. And we are so well, grateful. It's, it's a wonderful journey. Now I have a question. For Designing for Hope, is that just working with, with children and families locally in the New Jersey, Pennsylvania area, or does it go beyond that as well? Um, right now, it does not go beyond. We try to stay within, I think our role is like a three-hour window. The need has increased so much in our local area. That's where we've been focusing. Um, so, yes, in the tri-state area. Okay, and you never know what's going to happen with that. Now, before right. you were involved with Designing for Hope, what, tell, tell our listeners, Lori, what kind of art and what kind of designing you do? You mentioned a little bit of it with the with the mermaids, which I love. I love mermaids. But but tell our yes, listeners well, more. I I've always been interested in supporting causes. I I actually my community knows me for supporting causes. They'll call me on the phone and say, Hey, Lori, can you bring this over so we could raise money for different causes? So that's part of my fabric. That that gives me passion, and um, I have raised money for. Living Beyond Breast Cancer, because one of my affiliates, uh, Julie from Strawberry Blonde Bands, has created headbands that I now have right now at Living Beyond Breast Cancer. So buying a headband, profits will go toward Living Beyond Breast Cancer. And that's interesting because Living Beyond Breast Cancer is about after you've had the breast cancer, what do you do? It's the healing. And they don't do walks. They do yoga. So I thought the headband would fit in perfectly with that. Um, I have just created my own fabric line. And I did that because I really thought it could reach out to more people. People, that, people are so creative these days, and they can make all kinds of things. And I thought, well, what if I design a 2019 color palette that they could add to whatever their wardrobe was, and they could make pillows, and I would also reach out to um, uh, party planners that maybe wanted runners. So I've done that. I've created over 150 things, I think, uh, so far, because I've plugged into sneakers from British Columbia, Canada, where I've signed contracts where I have exclusive sneakers in Baggins, and I have stuff in Dan's store in uh, Laguna Beach and, um, and uh, his, his new store and his old store. And, and uh, I've been doing things like that, so that's part of my life. Why have these causes and, and working for nonprofits been so important to you? It's very simple. Um, special needs is really very important to me. 
When my son was four years old, he was diagnosed with center integration dysfunction. And what that means in layman's terms is he could not have his neurons and transmitters. They did not transmit, so there was a gap in that. And it was a little similar to autism and a little similar to Asperger's. And my kid was never invited to any birthday parties, and I knew the pain of what it was like to see a kid being bullied every single day and not wanting to be on the bus. And at one point they had to put him on a handicapped bus because he couldn't, he couldn't stay on a regular bus, and sometimes I would drive him. And I know what that's like for parents because I've lived it and breathed it, and I thought, God, if I could help some of those parents, um, you know, it would just be, it would be important to me. And that touches home. And children with cancer, my God, if you look around, everybody I talk to is asking me, like, why are so many children getting cancer, Lori? Why is it? And I don't know why it is, but I know it's so wrong. And I know that Designing for Hope is so right. And I know that, you know, these kids should be playing. They should be using their imagination. They should be doing drawings. And they shouldn't be, like, you know, having to face chemo and getting sick and not understanding what's going on with their body. And Designing for Hope has lost some people this week. Um, they actually earned their wings. So they go into these homes, and these kids get to have these havens. And even if they have them for a short time, they get to experience that hope and joy in that limited time. And some of them go on and make it and beat the cancer. So that's really important to me. And the breast cancer, my husband's cousin was Linda Creed for the stylistics. She wrote for the stylistics. She died of breast cancer at an early age. She owned, as she, uh, her organization was the Linda Creed Breast Cancer Foundation. And also living beyond breast cancer is important to me, too, because I have a friend whose um, sister-in-law died uh, from breast cancer, and she just said, Lori, this organization is amazing. You need to get involved with them. So that's it. Now, your son, how old is your son? My son is 22 years old, and my son has the nicest writing in the family, and he has just written a book. And so the bottom line with that is don't ever believe I want to. I want to talk you. to your son. <laughs> no, he's he's pretty remarkable. You're going to get me remarkable. in touch with your son. You real, okay, after. You so, better believe and it. And I just have a comment. I, my sister used to work in Children's Hospital in Philadelphia, and she's a social worker, she, then she went into something else, but she was working on on with on the ward with with kids with who had cancer. And what she said was that these kids were incredible. Oftentimes, these kids would help their families, their parents, get through the challenge because they the, because of their hearts and because of their just the way that they presented themselves and often their optimism. So what you guys are doing, I think, even like you said, even if it's just for a few months or whatever, the magic that's created and the fact that these kids can have their dreams realized no matter how briefly and, and actually be able to, to live in a room that they've kind of configured in their minds and then you guys put it into reality it, to me is just a wonderful experience and, and a blessing for you know for them as well as for you guys because it's wonderful to see the fruits of your labor and see that people how people respond to it and and to to be a part of their joy 
and their their wonderful experience when it's like when they're in awe and they walk into those rooms and it's like yes this is what I wanted this is you know th- I could just imagine and just see it that's how it's, they do it so too <laughs> yeah because Amy's told me about it and that is how they do it they're in awe they're just in delight and they can finally forget about what's going on in their life and just focus on the beauty of that room screams happy tears and the parents actually get a little bit of a break because they never want to leave their room (laughs) (laughs) we've had little kids who have never slept in their bed by themselves going through treatments and um, they don't want to leave their bed it's just it's just magical I think you said that word correctly Dr. Waite oh that's amazing that you guys are doing it so What's the future of Designing for Hope? Is it moving in a, in different directions? Is it expanding, Amy? What what do you see is happening? Um, originally, when I met Laurie, we had talked about making a second team. Um, we've been able to keep up with um, our requests pretty well. Um, we've been building our core team members and just getting stronger and stronger. Um, so far, we have done 142 rooms for 56 wow. um, six, six children. Um, so we have um, been rocking it. We've never turned a family down. Um, so I just see us getting stronger and stronger as a core team and helping these families. We're in a great location around CHOP and New Moores Hospital. Um, these families actually become part of our family, and they end up helping and volunteering. Some of the nurses help and volunteer. Um, our family just keeps growing and growing. And with people like Laurie and Dan and our volunteers, we're just untouchable. We're able to spread so much magic and joy. You know, that's wonderful. Now, these families, they're not, you're a nonprofit, so they're not necessarily paying for these rooms. How does the money No, go? there's no cost whatsoever. It's 100%, um, 100% covered from sponsors, fundraising. Um, we also have no paid volunteers, no paid staff. Everybody donates their time um, to make these dreams happen. You know, that's so special and so wonderful that, that you have so many people that are be, that are part of that, your family. And I love the fact that many of the families that have experienced this and, and have had these room makeovers are now helping to contribute and to add to the beauty and the magic for, for other children and other families as well. That's just I love that. That's just incredible. So, Lori, what about you? Where do you see your direction moving in? You seem to be doing a lot at working with Designing for Hope, but also doing some other stuff as well. Yeah, I, I definitely want to expand, but I definitely would like to offer, possibly, if Dan would agree, in the Mermaid Store, something in the fall to raise money for Designing for Hope. We now have flip-flops, but I would like to have something in the fall. But aside from that, I would like to work with nonprofits, and there are some nonprofits that have already started reaching out to me. And um, I actually think I found a mentor for the first time. They say it's important to have a mentor. I found a fundraising mentor that really wants to work and be on board with me and help guide me because this is all life lessons and learning experiences. But I'm growing, and I'm very excited because it's where my heart is, and so I know my passion is giving me the joy, so that's it. That's wonderful. 
Amy, how do people find you? I mean, do you reach out to them? Do you reach out to hospitals? Or how do people know what you guys are doing? I'm talking specifically about a family whose child a ch- child is going through some kind of disease or cancer or whatever. How do they know how to reach you? What ha- what's What's that process like? We actually have a website, but I would say our biggest following is from um, referrals from families that we've helped, um, and we're on social media a lot. We um, connect with the families that are in need, even if we haven't worked with them. So they usually reach out to us from seeing us on social media. Um, unfortunately, it's not like we have to go look for, for you know, I want to say business. It's not business for families to help, but they find us. They're in the fight. They're in the middle of the fight. And we're usually there cheering them on before they even reach out or we try to reach out. It's kind of a touchy situation because they're in treatments and a lot of times we can't see the children because they're in quarantine or at the hospital. Um, They can't be around germs. So it's also a timing thing. Um, And sometimes if they're on long stays at the hospital for treatments, um, that's when we um, go in and do some construction or start working on making those dreams happen. So when they come home, their um, dream reveal is there waiting for them so they get to enjoy that time at home. Sadly, we had um, one very special little girl who um, wanted to come home to her Paris room, and she was not able to come. So we actually did um, like a live video chat through Facebook, and she got to have her reveal with her family. And she and her mom were at CHOP. This is Marin. Um, we had pink poodles and crystal chandeliers. Um, we did a deep woods um, room for her um, sister, and we did a sports room for her brother. Um, So she got to see her room um, with everyone online and then got to come home and have a private um, viewing. She has since passed, but her room um, gave her so much comfort, and she loved it so much. And her family has now um, started their own charity to give back to these families. Sorry, it's so emotional when you deal with these families. Yeah, I can imagine. They truly spin off and and take greatness and good out of such a loss and tragedy. And um, we continue to support each other and follow each other in that way. So it's just, um, it's all heart, I have to say, um, what we do. And the connections are just brought on by heart and loving people like nurses and families that have been touched by us or touched by a disease. I like you, Amy. I think it's so very I I think it's so very important what what you are, what you're all doing. I have a question because as you're talking like you said some kids may not be able to go home, they may never get back to their home, that may be rare or whatever. I'm wondering if hospitals ever let you do anything creative like some kind of makeover or is that even allowed? Um we actually did seven rooms in a hospital in Pottstown. Um, but they actually closed the children's wing, so it never really, besides the patients that were th- there, um, it got bought and is part of another um, ownership now. Um, it's really hard with hospitals because there's a lot of laws, you know, for, um, you know, keeping families' issues private and right. there's visiting, you know, things. It's just too, it's a lot involved, and we can't really get past things like that. So we focus on the home situation and just stay in contact with the families. If they're in long stays, we'll send gift baskets and special treats um, to keep their spirits up. 
you know, I think, that, again, that's so important and so wonderful. And, and what's such a gift is that there are people like you, Amy, and Lori, and, and Dan, and Lori, also the founder of Designing for Lori Hope, McHale. who are opening their hearts and their minds and their creativity to be able to give back to so many people in need, especially these families and these children, so that there can be a sense of beauty and a sense of creativity in the midst of tragedy. And that, to me, is such a beautiful, beautiful blessing. We are running out of time, but... I want you to tell our listeners how they can get a hold of, firstly, Amy, how they can get more information about Designing for Hope, how they can reach out to you, whether it's it's because they're in need of a room or they want to volunteer or they want to help in some way, shape, or form. Um, the best way would be to go on our web website, which is www.designing, and it's the number four, hope, Org. And it has um, a section where you can um, list for volunteers. If you want an application for a room, it shows photos and some videos and shares our core team and um, board members and rooms we've done in the past to the present, our current pro projects coming up. Um, we have one actually this Friday and Saturday for a little boy named Mason. He's nine years old and has spina bifida. Um, and he's um, got a paralysis of his vocal cords and is also um, on a ventilator. So his dreams are going to be coming true this, this weekend. Um, so you can see updates on all those rooms and projects coming up. I think we have seven kids um, that we're going to be scheduling coming up soon. Um, so all the information would be on that website. That would be the, the best place to look. Wonderful. And Lori, what about you? How do people get a hold of you, whether they're interested in something beyond Designing for Hope and for some of the other designs that, that you are involved in and that you do? Uh, com is my website. And the project we're doing right now is raising money for the flip-flops and the awareness and the 35% going to uh, Designing for Hope. Uh, my website guide actually designed a slider, so you could just click right on to the flip-flops and you can order them straight from California, or you can go to the Mermaid Store in Newport Beach, California. I think it's the fourth Google, and uh, you can help support this cause. Um, and if you want to reach me, that's how you could reach me. Wonderful. So we're we're out of time, but what do you, we'll start with you, Amy. What would you like to leave our listeners with? Um, just be kind to everybody you meet because you never know their story. If you know a child who is sick and they could use our services, please reach out to us. Um, it, there's so many amazing charities out there, but um, I feel that ours is almost like a lasting everyday kind of comfort to them, and the children can play and escape from the hospitals and the needles and the therapies and some tears and stress. Um, it's just so important to me. I've been doing fundraising for 30 years now, and I cherish every charity that I've worked with, but this one just has a really extra special place in my heart. Wonderful. Thank you. And, Lori, what about you? What would you like to leave our listeners with today? 
Well, first, um, I want to thank you, Dr. White, for this opportunity because uh, this was a dream of mine. This was on my vision board, but uh, to have this happen <laughs> is just an honor. So you are just so acclaimed, and oh, my God, your book that you wrote. I even know somebody at the school that might want that book, too, so I'll have to get you that information. But I want to thank you about for that. More. That was a great opportunity. Are you talking about more heaven because every child is yes. special? Yeah. Yeah. You know, we, Can and you talk about that I'm book gonna, a second? Guys, I'm going to tell you guys, we're actually working on a, a, uh, a film for that book. It's so important. Wow. But you didn't hear it yet. No, we didn't hear <laughs> anyway, it. Anyway, I had there. one else that you Never heard it. <laughs> Is there anything else you want to add, either of you, before we close? Um, I would like to add one of our um, beautiful, beautiful um, Designing for Hope recipients was um, McKenna Massey. And she had a special relationship with the famous chef, um, Chef Irvine from the Food Network. And we're doing a huge fundraiser for her in her honor because they help families going through this fight at CHOP. And it's going to be called Best Bite Food Fight. And it's in September at the Kimberton um, Horse Show Grounds. We're going to have a food fight competition between local celebrity chefs. So I would love for people to come to support that. They also support Designing for Hope. Um, we did a room for McKenna's family and her siblings. So it's just so important to our hearts um, to come out and support that event. Beautiful. Wonderful. Well, keep me keep me apprised of that because maybe I can help with that in some way, shape, or form. Oh, Both I would of appreciate you, that. I love Thank what you're you, doing. I, I am so grateful for people like you who are making a difference in the lives of families of children with challenging sicknesses, diseases, and whatever, because it is so important that there are people like you to uplift and create that magic. So thank you so much for all that you do. Thank you thank for you. what you do and sharing our missions. My pleasure. Thank you, Have Dr. a beautiful White. My pleasure. Have a beautiful day. So think about, just think for a minute, everyone, just how I think it was Amy that said something about just be spread kindness, and I do a lot of posting about kindness because I think that kindness can make a difference. You may not be able to create a nonprofit or work for for an organization or a nonprofit that gives back, but but you can do something within your own life, even if it's a small deed, a small smile, some kind of action that could brighten the day and brighten the hearts of somebody else. And I believe that that's part of who we are, giving back and sharing our love and our expertise. And remember, also, you need to give back to yourself. So take some time today to do something for yourself and also to be kind to yourself and to spread kindness wherever you go. Thanks so much for joining us. And if you want to get a hold of me and find out more about what I do, upcoming books, there's another book on the way, and also upcoming shows, you can go. I'll give you the shorter version, docdocwhit.org. Have a beautiful, blessed day wherever you are, and thanks so much for being a part of Power Your Life. You've been listening to the Power Your Life radio show with host and author, Dr. Joanne White. Listen often and spread the word about the upbeat show to enrich you and grow your life in the direction you desire. Listen again and again and visit DocWhite.org for more information and find out how Dr. Joanne can benefit you. 
Thank you for sharing your day with us and stay tuned for more exciting guests and events to come.